0: Yes, welcome back to another episode of Brand With Podcast. My name is Sam McEwen, and joining me again, as always, Dean Nelson. How are you today, Dean?
1: Splendid, thank you. Splendid, thank you, Sammy. Good to see you again.
0: Good to see you too. And good to hear that you're splendid. Yes, thank you very much. How are you? <laughs> doing very well, doing very well. So, uh, yeah, as we as we do, this is a, a podcast where each of us or one of us comes to the, uh, the recording with a topic without notice and uh, see where it takes us and today it's my turn to
1: where will we go today
0: (laughs) (laughs) Mm, the suspense so uh i wanted to start today with a quote i i recently or somewhat recently uh completed a book called invent and Wander, which was a collection of shareholder letters mostly um but other writings by uh, Jeff Bezos of Amazon fame, obviously. I th- assume, obviously, I think everybody knows that. Yep. Um, and it contained this quote about customers, which I, I liked. Uh, I've paraphrased it slightly, but the quote is goes like this: goes like this. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> our customers have made our business what it is, and we consider them to be loyal to us, right up until the second that someone else offers them a better service which I think is pretty much spot, spot on, on if we're talking about brand loyalty, which we are because the topic I wanted to talk about today is brand loyalty Ooh. and more specifically dun, loyalty dun, dun, dun. programs. Oh, ah, good, because I've got some thoughts on these. <laughs> I thought you might. Yeah. Um, and this would be one of, uh, although this is a topic without notice, I think this might be one area that uh, both of us have, I've done a little bit of reading. I may reveal too much about. about myself in this conversation,
1: though. <laughs> I may overshare here, but anyway, <laughs> look, I'm looking forward to that. Uh,
0: I, I love. I'd love nothing more. So, <laughs> uh, look, I, I thought the Jeff Bezos quote's are, are an interesting one, and, and my uh, consumer example of of that is uh, I've long been very, very brand loyal to a particular brand of of yogurt that i refer to as yalna but it could be jalna
1: oh uh, yeah i know yeah yeah J-A-L. yalna i think
0: i think yalna feels, go with feels that. Right feels right feels yogurty <laughs> <laughs> um they're, they're vanilla yogurt forever in a day that's been my staple choice uh, until such time as Tamar Valley Yogurt showed up, and I haven't thought about Yalmer until now. <laughs> ever, ever since, You've and been seeing other people, I have been very happy. <laughs> have you seen that same video I watched just <laughs> No. <laughs> there's a there's a bit of a satirical uh, video going doing the rounds at the moment. Um, this will be one for the show notes of uh, a, the, a a marketing, yeah, a, what is it? A, a brand and a consumer uh, receiving counseling marriage counseling it' written share yeah. that i've i saw it i haven't watched it i think i've saved it <laughs> it's, to watch. it's uh, yeah it's um, interesting anyway okay, what, what uh, i thought that might have been a reference no to that, no it wasn't was. <laughs> um so yeah anyway i thought i thought as you know that was that was uh i i instantly sort of thought of that yoga and i thought it's it's true that is loyalty i was you know couldn't be more brand loyal until i find a better service and you know yep right we'll switch instantly there, and yes. there was no heartbreak no i didn't feel any guilt uh there's
1: no program there
0: <laughs> they didn't challenge them over they needed a loyalty program yeah they did so yeah so that's um you know leads us to the question do loyalty programs work and um i answered that but i'm going to throw some questions at you so yep okay i think do, I, you, want per- to, do
1: you want me to answer not, you? Yet. not yet i'll
0: tell you okay. when I'll, I'll give you a nod actually you know what this is the time let's have a quiz Dean, okay. In your it's opinion. It's a music, yeah. Welcome to another episode of... Grand loyalty quiz. B- loyalty price is right. Um, mm, I might edit that out later. Uh, so, in your opinion, in your well-researched oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, experienced opinion, yep. do loyalty programs improve loyalty?
1: Well, I can only go off my... No, see, I haven't done research on that, but I'll go off myself. <laughs> yep. For me, yes. 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 And I have a, but I, I have one example, but it's a really strong example. Okay. But it's totally worked on me. Okay. But, um, we'll keep
0: going through the well, quiz. I'm, I'm Unless gonna, you want me to... I'm going to answer, answer. Well, the research according to Ehrenberg, <laughs> I know that research, <laughs> would answer? say yes. Do they? Only a little bit though. And okay. It's not much, but yes. And this is one of the the most misunderstood conclusions from uh from how brands, brands grow and and the research There there's actually two R- oh, that R- makes R-M-D me class. feel so much better so you're
1: correct because my my um, well only because i yeah because i i think about this often um when it comes to this certain loyalty program and i was just like maybe i think there's a reason for it which when i reveal what it is it's um I, I think you understand why, but I've always thought, wow, it absolutely works on me. Like, <laughs> am I the only one?
0: <laughs> well, no, no. So the, the the conclusion, and this is fairly, well, maybe not clearly stated because everyone misunderstands it, but it, it is stated within, within, you know, how brands grow and, and in the research that, yes, loyalty programs do increase loyalty just a little bit.
1: Yeah, okay. So the point really was they increase loyalty, they're good. But don't rely on them to to to, to run, your, run your brand. So we'll, we'll return yeah, okay, to the quiz, okay, and cool. we'll go
0: back to this. Okay. So, question number two. Yes. Do loyalty programs increase growth and in market share? No. No. That's That's what absolutely. I was going to say. <laughs> uh, well, the, actually, the answer is not really. Maybe a little bit sometimes, but no. Um, and the third. Question, number three. And last, final question. Do loyalty programs increase the profitability of those organisations that employ them? In my experience, I'd say no. No. And that is an absolute fundamental... I mean, obviously, this is general research, right? I'm sure there's an outlier or two, but no. No, they don't. And that is the reason why loyalty programs should be rightly considered very much on the nose because yes they do improve loyalty a little bit um no they don't really increase growth at all and actually they don't increase profitability what they do is decrease profitability of your most already existing most loyal uh buyers
1: a fascinating catch 22 because with the example shall i just share it or there you like, go so it's vintage sellers yeah. Okay. And so they have a loyalty club which you, you earn points for yep. dollars you spend on wine and the deal is actually pretty shit. <laughs> um, so the end of, like and, and it's so there's you know so much kind of interesting stuff from behavioral <laughs> science going on here. You spend $500, 500 points and you get 25 bucks back so yeah. it's it's not that good but they do things like they have triple points weekends and stuff like this and and so what generally happens with me is i'll make larger purchases that might have you know um for gonna you know, last me a while when they throw up that 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 deal so but it, it got me to I, that's where i shop now for, for wine now it's a bit different though because I had to start budgeting, you know, um, a bit tighter, like I 12, 18 months ago, and so it became a like a a, a price thing. Like I wasn't just going to knock jump down to the the local, you know, um, wine merchant with with fair enough the the nicer wine. I was looking for so I, I had price price going on here a little bit that I you know I had to be conscious of, but so that that really suited my kind of preferences so it's not for for everyone but i will you know i'll shop there and i'll you know my, my wife laughs And you know, it was triple points weekend last weekend and i i did like a th- you know a two month shop for for wine because i got my you know 50 bucks off and but so but yeah profit like I, I they're not it's not being more profitable for me but i probably wouldn't shop there as much if it wasn't there i would yeah. i would just Go to other bottle shops or try other things. So a part of me, I'm kind of locked in their yeah. their cycle a little bit. So, so follow up so, question though.
0: Yeah. How, how did you? Do you remember the time you signed up to that loyalty program? I
1: signed up for that twenty years ago. Whenever like, but I it set dormant for ages. So I really? only started using it kind of two years ago again because they were they were there and I'd become budget conscious and you know wanted to get the most most bang for my buck.
0: Yeah, There's some serious. 595 rule going on no on road,
1: <laughs> yeah no they're they're they're, they're well yeah there there are and i oh, know but the other side there's a, the one close to my house so there's the other thing you know you can physical, availability, physical availability that's right so yeah. but but it's interesting i i would say so it totally doesn't um for me and this is sample of one so it's not it's 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 not really um not you know don't hold too much weight with it but um i you know if you said there was other people out there like me um it doesn't increase profitability in a sense that i'm only i'm buying there in order to get you know get some free money or you know extra wine really um but i wouldn't shop there as much if, the, if i wasn't into the program so i don't know what how you work that out well, there you go and that's and that's where i that think
0: out. they say well it does increase loyalty you're you're more loyal and there's those times you know maybe you'd shop there anyway because it's local um but there's times when you you would you know maybe for convenience you're near another uh, yeah. competitor that you you know now you're you know you the loyalty program exists. You go, oh no i won't do that i'll i'll, I'll wait and until do that, there. that which makes sense there's the Little bit, a, a little, a little bit. bit. The reason where it breaks down. This is this is. Um, so what's contained in in how brands grow and what's um, certainly sort of featured in in the Ehrenberg Bass studies and those bat those studies. So what I wanted. To, I didn't want this to be just. a uh, you know, Sam recites a chapter from yeah, How yeah. Brands yeah. Grow. Because that's plenty- half our podcast. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's plenty of podcasts out there that, yeah. that sort of do that. So I, I will sort of go I, – I, there's a, a few questions that, that I don't think have been answered. I haven't seen that in any of the research, any okay. of the other studies that have come that I think maybe we can tackle. Yep. Um, But, yeah, certainly, Ehrenberg Bass did a lot of studies. And, and their study was on flybys, the main one, right? Oh. Uh, and so it was – you know in, in some ways it's it's not your typical loyalty program you know which which raises some no. questions, but then that particular study was replicated numerous times it was done in oh i want to say France, maybe around some grocery store chains and different things and and a number of other studies, and they all come to the exact same conclusions uh and the reason why uh that yeah just on that i wonder
1: this is a side note um I wonder partly with that like maybe you're gonna cover this um. It's not connected to the brand. Ooh. Like it's, you know, you, so what flybys here is is Coles and then a bunch of yeah. related businesses and Woolworths has got worse. I think their one is, I don't know. But it's not, uh, the vintage sellers one for me, it's like connected to the brand. Yeah. I see a direct connection. It, it whereas will, when they have their own brand, it's like it's once more removed. It doesn't feel as strong.
0: Yeah, well, uh, there there may be some reasons why actually not being part of the brand might be actually uh, a good thing. Um, But certainly, look, I I think it would apply to vintage sellers as much as it applied to to flybys. And the reason that it doesn't work is, um, and and this is to quote this time from How Brands Grow, because I think uh, How Brands Grow actually do do a really good job of explaining it, which is um, what they say is, from a marketing strategy perspective, there is something unusual about loyalty programs, and that is... That they skew more than other marketing interventions towards heavier, more loyal buyers of the brand, and there's I'm 2 I'm putting my hand up yeah. right now because that's why I, yeah. I was going to overshare yeah. too heavy much about heavy category buyer, heavy category, uh, buyer. Heavy category <laughs> buyer of <laughs> wine. Very good, and th- and that's what it is. So, firstly, okay. right, if you're someone, and this might not be exactly uh, you know to, to your case, but as you said, uh, sample of one, um, if you're already a heavy category buyer and you're already brand loyal to that particular brand that's running the loyalty program then you're much more likely to actually be aware of the loyalty program and because most loyalty programs you sign up in the store or maybe on the website uh so you know just just statistically speaking you're more likely to sort of be aware of it and sign up because you're always in there and you're already loyal yep uh and then the second part of course is economic well Heavy category buyers who are already loyal to that particular brand are going to benefit from the discounts more yep. than you know light non-loyal buyers or heavy uh, category purchases that that are yep, non-loyal yep. and and therefore they're going to see the benefit and that right there is why they're not profitable and it doesn't increase growth very yeah, much yeah, yeah. because all you're really doing is just shaving off your margins to your already loyal and uh but i definitely wouldn't be loyal box. in that regard yeah. i'm loyal because of this I, without a doubt and that's but, what but it's you know. and that is what the studies all the studies do sort of mention yeah as there there will be some level of increased purchase like there will be some effect yep. across the sort of four main types of buyers, which I mentioned in, in, in a moment. Yeah. So that they're all, but it skews really, really heavily to already loyal, and high, you know, heavy purchases. And
1: we know that you know you need to be looking for light buyers and more of them. Right. To, to, exactly, to, to, and that's certainly them. the
0: conclusions uh, that that uh, the good professor Baron Sharp. Yeah. Uh, goes to. So yeah, but it's it's really interesting. So in the in the book, um, you know, they have this beautiful sort of quadrant where they show, you know, uh the four types of buyers, which are uh heavy, highly loyal uh buyers, which they say are really the most undesirable for a sort of program like this because they've you know you've already got them, they're already heavy purchasers and they're already really loyal. Yep. Um then heavy but heavy buyers, but low loyalty. And that's ultimately the ones that you want a program like this to attract. You know, yep. they're, they're heavy purchases in the category, but they're not loyal to your brand. So mm-hmm. if you have a loyalty program, attract them across. But of course, they're not loyal to your brand, so they don't come across the the uh, program very often. Uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, and so so you're just not going to have a huge amount of impact with the, with those types of buyers. Uh, and then you've got your, you know, light but loyal buyers, which are also undesirable and the, the um, you know, light but low loyalty buyers which i guess would be somewhat desirable as, as far as becoming part of your your loyalty scheme but you know they really buy much so they're not going to make yep not be very profitable so that's yep. i mean that's the uh that's the Ehrenberg Bass <laughs> Institute uh portion of today's podcast okay but um it, it did look there's a few questions that that um that came up i've got four questions so we'll throw them out and, and, and see where they go so first question why you know this? This these studies are so like well known. You know they're they're out there. If we sort of you know as a as a marketing industry, uh, uh, we know this stuff. Why do brands keep persisting with loyalty programs? I think it feels
1: it, it, f- it feels comfortable. Feels easy. They're there. Keep them there. Because it, you know, it feels, uh, it just, I think it just feels easier. Um, there's a few less, there's less unknowns. We can see these people. We know they're there, yeah. you know, other than I don't know where those people are. I have to find them. We kind of know a bit about them. So um, that's probably it. And then maybe people have similar experiences <laughs> to me where where they, uh, I'm picking a part of my head now, like, Yeah. Some of the reasons why i think in some categories it can work a little bit more which is maybe a question for one of your other questions later on but yeah look i think it just just feels 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 easy um
0: yeah. uh, look i think some of it is is in you know that confusion the question that's why i phrased it that way you know do loyalty programs work well the definition of work is 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 the interesting thing because <clears throat> as as your experience sort of shows Well, yes, it increases loyalty. So if if you run the program, there will be more loyalty. And if you, depending on how you measure that loyalty, you can easily come to the conclusion that the campaign's been successful. But if you're not measuring it by profitability, so loyalty is the wrong thing to measure. That's really why they're being yeah. done. It's easy to measure. Yeah, yeah. So Whereas if, if you're measuring it by market share or growth, then suddenly it doesn't stack up and, and should be abandoned. But not all, I mean, depending on the organisation, right, not all marketers necessarily even have that information, right? You know, and this, this shows to the sort of siloed na- nature of some bigger businesses is you've got, you know, marketing is the colour and in department, um, yeah. you know, sort of running their, running their campaigns and, and potentially measuring it by increased loyalty, showing that it's great, successful so up in front of the, the uh, you yeah, know the, the measure, all yeah. hand me- meeting and saying what a great job we're doing and and everyone claps maybe yep. <laughs> it's been a while since I have worked client side <laughs> so apologies if I've uh, but uh, but yeah so I mean that that's it but um, the other things I put down is is a bit of me tooism right well if your competitors got it okay let's let's roll that out and there's there's no shortage of loyalty platforms and you know and and, and different features and uh, and these kind of things that are out there that are very easy to set up and yep. you know sometimes you know we, we might not do the research that we that we should into whether something's effective or not, but we just say, oh wow, there's a platform here we're not doing it we' just we're doing do it, yeah. it this yeah. is new and, and effective yep. um probably not when, when I looked into it a little bit deeper though, I think the other one is that there's some poorly designed Analysis, which I guess I sort of touched on there, is 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 you know well if you're measuring it by loyalty, it, it, it works. It. But the the other side of that is if you took if you run a loyalty program right and run for a period of time, and then you say okay, let's test if it's if it's uh, improved profitability, or let's test if it's improved our customer lifetime value or our basket basket size, and depending on how you set that analysis up, you know what some people might do incorrectly is say okay, let's take all the members of our loyalty program Mm -hmm. and let's compare that against people who purchase who aren't loyalty members and let's compare those two things. And are they more loyal? Uh, Do they buy, do they purchase, you know, larger uh, in larger amounts, you know, and all these kind of things. And I think...
1: And you'd say the answer would be yes. It's going to be yes every
0: time, right? And and that's maybe because we don't understand that loyalty programs skew towards your already loyal already heavy buyers, so suddenly ah, you're going to get all this data they... that says, oh, well, uh, um, our loyalty members are heavier buyers. <laughs> they, you know, they no, the more, more loyalty them, members and more we more get. Yeah, okay. And, and so you're going to get the sort of false positives there in, in your analysis. So, yep. you know, um, yeah. So I, I can I, hear that. They're, they're my two. Yep. Right. So next question. Yeah. Mm. Are there any loyalty programs that could potentially break the mold and, and drive growth?
1: I oh, know. So you've, you've thought of something. I, I have. hope.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, the, the, yeah. Well, I thought what's really interesting is. Well, you yeah. keep talking. Let me think while you're talking. Yeah. Okay. So for, for me, if what we've sort of said is, is we've taken the environment is such that most loyalty programs you sign up in store or online, therefore they skew to heavy buyers. Yep. And already loyal buyers, but if you could change that paradigm somewhat so that loyalty programs are somehow more visible to heavy category buyers who aren't loyal and aren't in the shop then maybe you know there's no reason why it can't work right i haven't seen any studies on this or whatever but the one that immediately immediately comes to mind is amazon prime and the reason i think is because Why, I don't know, why would a lot of people anyway, a fair majority I would suggest, and I don't have, unfortunately I don't have the data, there's no statistics I was able to find about Prime, but why would you sign up to Prime? I think a number of people sign up because, well, they want to watch Man in the High Castle or, you know, one of the the many shows on Amazon Prime as a streaming TV service. Therefore, it's got broad appeal, mass market appeal, and if you want to watch the shows that are on Amazon Prime, you'll sign up to Prime for $6, but hey, as a bonus you now get free shipping on any orders from amazon.com i went the other way really so you were already an amazon
1: i was buying something on amazon and i realized that i the shipping was about the same amount as the prime yeah um price so So i I want to get some free
0: tv shows works both ways for for mine so for me you know we're we're potentially the and i'm making a big assumption that it's effective and that it's increased profitability and, and market share but i would I don't know. I don't think I'm going out on a limb to suggest that it has. Maybe the difference there, though, is
1: the payment. Then, so there's a bit of skin in the game, yeah, to be part of it. Because another one I can think of now is um, that I've I signed up to like a membership at National Pharmacies. So the National, the pharmacy. I was always a, um, a recent until recently a chemist warehouse guy because it's the, the yep. cheapest but I've got to drive a little bit of the way to get there. And as I'm getting older, I'm going to take more medication. And so just, I, I overshared in the, I've <laughs> overshared too much again already, but um Dan I appreciate us. your overshap. Um So, and, and then I, 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 I walked past, I was, I, I was in there, you know, browsing or something cause I had to get something quick. And then I kind of looked into the loyalty program, the membership, and I think I paid $40 for the year. So it's not, not cheap, but I would get, I, I could tell that on the subscription the prescriptions I get I'd be making that back easy for the rest of the year and then then you know I get fifteen percent off everything else in the store so it's changed my behaviour from the point of view of now I've I've paid for it I've got to use it yeah. and 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 you can do a family one as well which we didn't do because it didn't kind of seem to make sense but then I can go buy the family things like last night I bought you know my son's got some mosquito bites and things and and so I like. I, I, once again, I I wouldn't go there as much as I do. It's taken me from chemist warehouse. I've paid for it. My wife still thinks I it probably doesn't work out <laughs> a better deal. I uh, from the from the mental accounting that 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 I've done it does, but that probably goes to show you it doesn't. Um but that's definitely shifted me. but I think the difference is I paid for it. And 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 that's prime as well. Yeah. You got to pay your monthly thing yeah. to keep it going. I've just cancelled my prime but I'm sure I'll take it up again when the you know the the shipping is <laughs> kind of the same and it becomes a a value add and then I'll keep it for a few months so
0: yeah. yeah yeah I think that works and and I think that's for me like you know if if you're thinking about this you know if if you go into crafting a loyalty program with the and i hope professor Byron sharp doesn't listen he might i might get a i might get a uh, very harsh block, tweet from from him or something. <laughs> yeah. um, but um you know but i, I think if you were to, to to go into looking at a loyalty program we're thinking you know and, and with your eyes open knowing okay well it's it's going if we just do the the standard you know run-of-the-mill loyalty program it's definitely going to skew towards our already loyal heavy purchases so how can we change that paradigm a little bit how can we change that environment I think absolutely charging for it works because now, okay, maybe this is a mechanism that allows us to take a light buyer, you know, a loyal light buyer, to, a, to turn them into a, a loyal heavy buyer yep. you know so it's still going to skew towards already loyal buyers potentially but now suddenly then, yep. they're worth more and that profitability and and of course if they don't well and you've got the $40 a year, year anywhere, you know yeah. so, so it sort of offsets it a little bit so I think that works I think the genius of, of Amazon goes beyond that in the sense that it applies now to a, a market like you know if you have like if there's the if the audience is avid tv viewers you know (laughs) that sign up to all the subscription services because they just want to watch all the tv you know then suddenly when they're purchasing from the everything store right you know there's this you know so they've got two broad appeal products here that can clash together and say okay well you know now you get free shipping you know and you're going to pay i I always saw
1: primers i've only ever seen it at the it was because it was first just to do a shipping yeah. wasn't it and then they oh, built yeah, the streaming
0: service under it so i, I should know this because yeah, it was all in the uh, <laughs> shareholder letters yeah. of, of jeff bezos I, I, but yeah I, I, think I think it did so. start off as a as a free shipping type thing it was the, you can in and, yeah and you know. i think
1: maybe even in memory i remember seeing like I've, I've watched one too many like feel good videos on on facebook like something good happening or like a at one of the troops coming home and surprising their children, now I just get constantly been with yeah. these kind of, you know, <laughs> story. but one of them I've, I saw it again last week and I reckon I saw it years ago was like this guy that was buying – things for homeless people yep. and having them delivered you know in an hour to, to the corner that they're begging on in, in in new york i feel like that was almost the start of prime it was like you could supercharge your
0: your delivery anyway we, we digress it's, well and, that, and that's the thing i mean it's been through a, it's been through a journey and we sometimes you know we look at these the finished product and we and we uh we go back from there but is
1: it a loyalty like so i guess this is the other kind of part to it all like what is a loyalty program mm. i guess it's a loyalty program the paradigm though you know, is, is a, is, an, a, I guess, originally was, you know, you buy more from us and you'll get something else. Yeah, so you'll, fly you'll buys, you know, buy this, you'll get points. You better turn those yeah. points into this, you know, vintage sellers buy this adds up to points. You'll get a voucher for, to, 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 for some f- free stuff, you know, even down to the coffee card, you know, buy, um, buy, you know, here's your, you'll get your 10th copy fr- coffee free. I'll, I want to add into that just a side note, um, a great little bit of behavioral science i came across that um i wish i could remember the name of the bias but the the if you give someone a coffee card uh, with um yes with 12 12 spots on it and you give them the first two free um, and you give someone a coffee card with ten spots on it, but you give them, you know, no stamps. The people with the 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 one with the couple of free stamps, where you've already helped them along their way, will perform way better than the other one because I think it's to do with getting moving you closer to a goal or something like that. So
0: once we, it's 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 um, what's the the old word? Uh, Oprah Winfrey. It's uh, um, closure. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, human brain demands closure. So if you start something, you know, despite what uh, some of my unfinished projects are lying around in various places <laughs> might suggest, most humans want to finish things and we have a strong desire to finish things and oh. we can't, that's thus the the cliffhanger yeah you know we have to keep watching to, to resolve that you know that's why why we can't we we need that resolution yeah so i love
1: that one because at the end it's still the 10 spots but yeah you know, so. yeah it's, it's, a, it's a brilliant
0: one but, i mean the other um, but you know the, the the coffee loyalty card is a perfect one actually because um, they're exactly the ones. No, there's no loyalty there. Like I just used to get a free coffee every now and again yeah. from the coffee shop I went to every single day yeah. because it was and the I most would have convenient and Yeah, and I would have gone there anyway. Yeah, it's
1: funny. I, and and our, the the coffee, <laughs> uh, the coffee shop just below our studio is just. Shut because of COVID, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. But I I remember you know them coming up and going, here's your loyalty cards, and I felt like going, oh, I'm going to buy coffee here anyway. <laughs> yeah, but okay. That, if you want
0: to, uh, it's it's the it's the perfect pure pure example. You know, like yeah. the only people that get it are people that buy coffees every day. Yeah. And the only people that are going to use it are the ones that, that do buy the there coffees every day. I'm so glad I've contributed. There you go. Um. But the inter- other interesting thing about that, which reflects, which you've just made me think of, is there's a great book called Drive, and I've heard this research and Daniel a few Pink. other things as well. Yes, that's the one. Yep. Um, it talks about what motivates people and um, we love randomness. Yes. So the the problem with loyalty cards it's is, not is that it's not random and we, we expect it and this, it might be um, thrilling at the start but then we soon just sort of do the mental maths and factor that into our decision making and we just expect that.
1: Which goes back to, I think we've talked about it before, just, you know, we're riffing now on examples yeah. <laughs> of this. But do you remember we t- we spoke about lo- um, uh, word of mouth? Yes. Um, strategic word of mouth. There was that restaurant in right. the US yep. that um, uh, you could pick a um, pick a card out of the deck of cards and if you got the joker you got your meal for free so there's a randomness happening there um, because so A it was a talk trigger so people talked and shared shared that you know go down there you never know you you, you get a chance the randomness is there because you know you, am I going to win my meal am I not yeah. um, and then there's also the the loyalty aspect of it it's kind of a program in a sense that it's a it's an offer for, for to come here and um, to it's probably not a loyalty
0: program is it but it's a it's kind of similar. They've, and and, and they, that's the randomness. Yeah. Thing and they've done things. heaps of studies on this too. Like they did one, I think there was a human study where you could get 50% off the price of something or a particular percentage off the price of, of something or spin the wheel. That's right. And potentially get 100%, but the chances of getting getting it were so much worse that, like, yeah, you, you know, you'd be you'd better probably off just did taking it. Yeah, the 50%. Yeah. But, but everyone wise spins the wheel. And there was another one with pigeons where they gave them. Love a good gave, pigeon. Stuff. Where, where they gave. Um, you know like two sort of buttons that they could peck to get to feed would drop out one gave feed 100 percent of the time and the others was random and they all end Led up navigating to the random, the random one apparently it's a it's a very common sort of uh a lot of animals and, and humans included yeah um it's just part of the we just we just respond to randomness much more than we do yeah yeah so, so no, that's
1: it's a really interesting idea yeah so the coffee cup because so, coffee card fails
0: yeah, just go just to sort of to finalise that that point of are there any that break the world? So I think I think Amazon's a good one, which then sort of makes me think, and I haven't seen many of these, that well loyalty programs could therefore work if you're maybe one of these sort of um, umbrella brands and you have a number of products within you know or a number of brands under your under your umbrella that potentially share an audience. That having like some sort of combined loyalty program that that you know yes your already loyal buyers of one brand might come into contact with but then that might encourage loyalty of the rest of the group yep. could potentially be be effective or some sort of sort of co-op style um, collaboration potentially with an alternative brand yep. that is not a competing brand that shares the same audience therefore may be something help each other be- out. I, again, I haven't heard of this. I expect maybe a swift wrap over the knuckles from Professor <laughs> Byron Sharp. If we uh, do share this with he, with the good professor, if he's not a, a show, I'd love to love to hear from you, Professor. Uh <laughs> but, You're in now. but anyway, just thinking out loud. I feel yep. like well, they could be two areas worth exploring. I'd certainly love to see some research into into this if if anyone's done it. So that's my second question. Um, third one, you know, is is there if we if we know um, maybe I should have put this first. You know, if, if we know that loyalty programs aren't going to drive growth, is there a reason to have one beyond growth? You know, is is there a reason why it can be effective? And I might uh, put you out of your misery quickly on this one, Dean, and say, for mine, the 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 reason is data, and yeah, okay, uh, in in particular, data that links online and offline purchase behaviour. So. Yep. Um, the, the example I love was the, uh, group general manager of Haynes. And, and
1: that's really like flybys isn't a loyalty program. Flybys is a data mining
0: well, operation. That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And it's not almost, a loyalty program. Yeah. I guess that's why I feel. Yeah. That, yeah well, well that, that's brilliant. why I had, that's the problem I had with the Ehrenberg Bass one. Like that was my first frame of reference to this, right? And I've yeah. since gone away and read some of the other studies or, skimmed them um and, <laughs> and uh you know but tried to do a little bit of research into it and, and conclude because you know the f- the first thing it all made sense and i said this is great but this is one study on flybys which doesn't seem your typical loyalty and yeah it's, it's not really loyalty so uh, or you know it's not just loyalty i mean that is a data mining pro and that's you know and that, that, that's this and and um you know co- connecting that data and connecting offline and online purchases is a really big challenge for retailers you know that that have a bricks and mortar store and an online retail store and the way that you do that is through loyalty programs and the the wonderful example is um yeah the haynes group uh is the general manager of online i've, I've forgotten his name ryan someone or other now um he i i, I went to a uh, a talk conference that he was speaking at and he spoke about bonds and how they use their sort of loyalty program to to link online and offline data and that then enabled them to really target advertising that was really meaningful to their users because they know that journey from um pregnancy
1: oh yeah of course right right through that life
0: cycle um and they they can if you know one purchase you can map that cycle out so okay great we start at maternity bras we move on to you know wonder suits or whatever you know post pregnancy leggings if they sell that kind of thing but you know they 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 can map that right through and so suddenly your advertising becomes more meaningful more targeted um, and also they're able to stop advertising for things that people have purchased offline um because they now know, know that you've you know got them. which is is more effective use of your advertising so yep. you know i think i mean you've got probably got to be a pretty big brand and yeah. you know to to benefit from that but i guess maybe on yeah i think the, that the, makes sense there's but, another yeah. yeah i think that makes sense and that's why the me tooism i mentioned before could be dangerous for little brands right because you look oh, at yeah. someone yep. like bonds you know or you look at kmart or or something like that having a loyalty program you go oh well came out of doing it that it must be fairly well researched that it must be working you know maybe my little online store should should go down that loyalty path as well Yeah, this made me think of another
1: one talk about um kid stuff like there's a there's a loyalty program there's a kid's shoe store in melbourne boards yep. socks and shoes or something really clever um but they've got a loyalty program you buy six or seven pairs i think it's six pairs and you get the seventh free and it just made me think of like i guess with a it it kind of makes sense with a, with a with a with a child they're going to probably grow out of shoes maybe every six to eight months maybe a year but it's still a long way like we've our son's. Five and a bit, and he's just got his first pair of free shoes. But funnily, going on to that kind of closure idea, it's <laughs> like, you know, it's we've we've you know, we haven't bought shoes from anywhere else because, um, oh, it's probably not the whole reason, but maybe it's me who thinks about these things. We're looking at oversharing, yeah. <laughs> um, but they, but, but yeah, it so where I was going with that, that it's, 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 it's a loyalty that takes a little bit of an effort to get to, yep. It's not a, not a, yeah. It's, it's, and I guess for vintage sellers, you could say $500 of wine's a bit of an effort to get to as well. It doesn't uh, seem like for some the people. same as, well, it's probably the same amount in shoes now I think about it. Um, but uh, but something that gives you, you know, you've got a bit of an effort to get there so that you're not giving away something kind of straight away. It, it actually, I, I don't know. No, I don't have data. It done makes it.
0: sense. And, and what it does, I think, is sort of, well, it's not really these aren't lo- the successful ones are not loyalty programs it's not about loyalty it's about driving you yeah to increasing purchase, purchase value or something yeah so, yeah no, that's a good maybe um, that's a different way to reframe it yeah so which is which sort of does does take me to the the next point which is what are the alternatives um you know and i think that's you know potentially one of them is is you know pr- rather than rolling out a loyalty program, work on upsell opportunities and basket size optimization and, you know, providing, yeah, opportunities to sort of in- increase that basket size, yep. you know, and then maybe uh, use that, that randomness to surprise your really already loyal customers with, you know, a, a VIP event or a money can't buy offer or you yep. know, if it's the coffee shop, just give them an f- occasional coffee for free. Yeah, I'm <laughs> trying know? to think of an
1: example I can't but yeah it makes it it, it makes sense it yeah. makes sense
0: so I mean you know and and I guess to it to extend that uh, I'm curious if you know what you would potentially advise clients to to do instead of of launching a, a loyalty but you know the obvious one that that um you know the Ehrenberg Bass Institute would say is just focus on attracting new customers yeah
1: I, look, I um I don't have any clients that are big enough to do a loyalty mm. um, program if I'm if I'm if I'm honest. Um yet. <laughs> uh but um I would be always focusing on the you know the 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 new light buyers. But I I I don't have an answer um for you, but it's I've often wondered whether um like even using the soap um um company, the 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 car wash soap company i used in the last podcast an example like in a b2b context um what 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 could you do but but it's the same thing you are just going to be giving away something that they probably would have purchased anyway but it's it's whether or not maybe if there's a level of relationship in it somewhere like it's so it becomes a little bit less mass it's you know it's more you're you're giving something away um when there's more it's there's a relationship going on there male. Maybe with a so they you know, with the car wash guys, you know, they have a relationship, you know, they have salespeople, they have a relationship with their customers and they're they're they kind of try to embed themselves in their businesses and become, you know, mentors to not only sell them, you know, car wash soap, but to, to also to to help them, you know, help them run their businesses better because 'cause they've got an amazing amount of expertise in the industry. So maybe it's a Different, you know, different type of I, business.
0: Still, I, I guess I'd still. I mean, I think it, about. I'd still say it's probably wasted. Like, if I was going to go that path, I'd, I'd, I'd go. Okay, it's B to B. Let's let's focus on stickiness general stickiness yeah. you know, and, and improve the service we, so that it's it's harder to leave and yeah. no one would in their right mind would leave and yeah. you know and, and those kind of things you know, and that might be you know creating some sort of software that you know your your customers use <clears throat> yeah. you know completely unrelated to your core product but by you know and using it it's you know or something like that yeah know, like, yeah you know, like like thinking out, outside that box and sort of expanding your, I know your these guys importance. have like an
1: education I yeah think they call it social school or something we might be changing that but um but it but it was helping them you know up upskill and a lot of these people are you know they're you know they're they're often without stereotyping like you know um retirees that have bought a franchise or or something like that and you know they need help through so in a way it's kind of it's a loyalty once again it's a loyalty program that's not a loyalty program it's got yeah. another I guess in the end, it's loyalty, but you're not, you're not, you're reframing it a different way. It's, yeah. it's, it's more about stickiness, but you don't want to call it a stickiness program because that sounds, no, weird.
0: you wouldn't, you wouldn't mention that out loud in yeah. a podcast. No, or you probably point. wouldn't, you'd, <laughs> you'd edit that out. <laughs> but no, but the, yeah, it is something, you know, what is it? Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, it's, yep. I, I think that, I mean, that's probably, you know, talking this through, I think that's the conclusion you come to is that, you know, you, you probably needs to be more bespoke it needs to be more customized it needs to be more thoughtful and rolling out uh you know get your fifth purchase free by loyalty program is is unlikely to do much for your bottom line yeah and um yeah so i mean you know i had a couple of other alternatives here but you know um so i think is there
1: reciprocity going on maybe as well like the reciprocity bias you know we will do we will we 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 will do things for other people that have done something for yep. ourselves. Um, Th- that's where I think ran- of- I
0: like that's where I think the randomness comes back to because yep. I just think there's no reciprocity there if the expectation is every time you you buy yep. your tenth coffee you get, get one free. Where, whereas, whereas if you had like you know if you gave your your a budget or something right like you know and, and said okay you're allowed to give out a free coffee every now and then you know or you can give out one free coffee a day or something yep. um you know and, and you, and, and you that do person. it random to it's it's going to be more impactful and then then you would have the reciprocity gotcha. yep. so yeah um, you know, I think when you when you make a system and this is I think to the B2B example. You know, like there's there's so many great ways to to build loyalty as a B two B organization and as a service organization. Uh, you know that that like as, if you rolled out some sort of you know cookie cutter type program, it's going to look really fake, and I, I don't think it's going to land. Spin the wheel for yeah. this, this <laughs> yeah. fees you know, free. Uh, so, although it, that
1: could be kind of cool, but yeah. but once again, you're not going to attract customers by doing yeah. that. You wouldn't
0: no no yeah. I, and I, th- I think i think in, in b2b you should be able to be more thoughtful about it and there should be a deeper relationship there and you should be able to do some some extra things even for the b2c i think if you if you focus on experience you know like forget the loyalty program i mean why throw away all that discount and does this make the the shopping experience incredible um yeah you know yeah. and and uh and um you know make sure that those frequent buyers that are in there do just get an amazing conversation and maybe there's some talk triggers they Dean. Uh, Sure there are. I'm yeah. sure there so anyway are. look i think that's it so i hope i wanted to do this because i hope it progresses the conversation a little bit you know like it's i think a lot of what we cover here is is fairly obvious once you hear it but maybe not so obvious you know on the surface and and we can sometimes just blindly go down the path of of you know looking at a loyalty program but hopefully it, it's uh Progresses the conversation a little bit and and, uh, yes, some food for thought and we can make better decisions and more profitable ones and, and ultimately serve our customers better as well, right? Interesting topic. Yes, so that's it. We'll wrap it up. Um, as is going to become the norm. Just a quick reminder that the best way to support the podcast is and be loyal to be loyal to the and podcast, be loyal to the podcast uh, is to is to sh- is to share it, tell people about it, talk about it. Uh, but ultimately, also leave reviews. The review engine is what drives the uh podcast appearance in the various uh searches and uh will give us a nice little dopamine hit that will encourage us to continue to record these and uh that's right and all that so please do that um you know and do get in touch we want to hear from people we don't haven't heard from anyone yet I don't think they oh, no, no, have heard no well, we have heard from <laughs> a yeah, few, we've had few a we few. have <laughs> heard from a few people uh um, hundreds of people
1: <laughs> every single episode uh,
0: but we'd love to hear from more social and, proof that's and, called Sam ah yes yes um, we I, need, I need some to, of it maybe the next podcast <laughs> will do some research yeah, okay done but uh, yes do that and um, you know and if you can't be bothered doing either of those then just tune into the next podcast and we shall uh, we, see you then day. yeah we'll see you then bye